Welcome to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, a podcast where I'll be sharing principles and insights each and every day to help you on your personal journey through life. Things to better help you move forward from wherever you are to where you want to be. Good morning, as always, everybody. You're listening to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode 447, What Lies Within You. I came across a pretty fun article written by Shireen Dupree's titled, The Night I Said Yes to Firewalking. (laughs) There are some great concepts that were shared in it, and I thought I'd share it with you, my listeners, today. At the start of her article, she writes, Last Thursday night could have been the second time I walked across hot coals in my life. Only the first time, which was 17 years ago, I wimped out. (laughs) When I first read that, I thought, well, who wouldn't? I mean, you're literally walking on fire. She said, back in 1998, I was a corporate government account manager with Australian Associated Press Telecommunications. And at one of their sales training courses, I had the option to firewalk with my colleagues. At that time, the fear took over and I pulled out. I remember thinking the firewalkers were crazy risk takers who were sure to burn their feet. I rationalized the risk and gave up before trying. Well, this year I was determined not to make the same choice. At a Tony Robbins event titled Unleash the Power Within that was held in Sydney in 2015, she said her reason for attending wasn't just about conquering her old firewalking fears. She said, I was there to learn about how to be successful in all areas of my life from one of the best in the world, Tony Robbins. Firewalking is a part of UPW as a way of learning what our bodies are capable of. She said, I'm ecstatic and relieved to say that I walked across the red coals without injury, that it was an unforgettable life lesson. The question that she poses next is this, how did I and 5,000 other people walk across red hot burning coals without burning our feet? Although she does mention that a few people did. Her answer is that we were all in a peak state. And I, and I love this concept of being in a, a peak state. And I think we've all experienced this at different times, times where it just felt like we were at our best physically, emotionally, mentally, and we were able to see some pretty amazing things happen while being in that state. She said, to prepare us for a non-flesh burning firewalk, Tony came on stage about 12.30 p.m. and nine hours later, we were in a peak state ready to walk on fire. Tony explained that firewalking isn't about positive thinking. He said, you can't just look at a garden bed full of weeds and say, no more weeds, no more weeds, (laughs) because the weeds will still be there unless you pull them out. Positive thinking can be delusional at times, and getting into a peak state requires physicality, focus, and language, which are all part of a model that he calls the triad. She said, during those hours of training prior to the firewalk, Tony educated us by taking a deep dive into practical psychology. To enter into a peak state, we went through a series of exercises, a guided meditation, and practice visualizations. He taught us how to face our fears by controlling the three aspects of the triad, physiology, focus, and language. She then makes a very key point in her article next when she says, We learn that what stops us every day from taking risks is the same thing that stopped me 17 years ago, fear. Fear that I'm not strong enough. Fear that I won't be safe. Fears derived from self-imposed and societal norms about what my body can and can't handle. Our minds override our physical capabilities every day. However, during firewalking, 
My mind elevated my physical capability to a level that I've never experienced before. Tony explained that the stories we tell ourselves become breaker switches, our decision-making muscles become weak, and we settle for okay or good. The stories we tell ourselves and others define who we are, and achieving a peak state and a peak life requires conditioning. And this is what I, in essence, do with all those that I work with personally as a life coach. I always begin with them writing their story from the perspective of it being exactly how they want it, their life, to be. And then the work comes in conditioning themselves to say it until they believe it and to make room for it in their life so that it happens for them. This really is a key point in developing the life that we want. We have to see it. We have to believe it before we can be it. Tony gave insight, she said, into what he has learned over the past 25 years and distilled it down. She said that we did emotional heavy lifting and we also learned to celebrate. We celebrated visually, physically, and verbally with dancing, moving, high fives, hugs, and compliments to each other, such as you rock. (laughs) As I was getting closer to the walk, she said, I looked across the crowd to see fellow Australian Taria Pitt, a mining engineer who had been severely burned during an outback ultramarathon a few years ago. I thought to myself, if she is going to firewalk, there is no excuse for me not to. Her courage was inspirational, and compassionately, Tony coached Taria individually to commence the firewalk. Tony talked about how firewalking has been practiced by humans for thousands of years and is a part of ancient Indian and Fijian cultures. They have proven that the mind can be trained to be in a peak state that prevents the body from even burning. Now, doesn't that sound crazy? Because we're conditioned to believe that, well, if you touch something hot, it will burn you. Not that your mind can control the way your body responds to what can burn you. But the longer that I personally live my life, I'm learning more and more the power that the mind can have on our body. The power that the mind can have over the body. The power that our mind can have on the physical creation of the world and the things that we see and the things that we experience and what happens to us. She continued, as the evening continued, Tony gave more specific instructions about the walk, and he joked about not running because that's a possible way to trip and go face down into the coals, to which only some of the crowd laughed at that, she said. His other instructions were, first, in terms of physicality, to walk straight and at a normal pace. Look ahead and slightly up. Don't look down at the red coals. Don't run. She said, I had to change my visualization after this advice as I had pictured myself like a cartoon character running as fast as I could above the coals. And then language. He said to chant words like cool moss, cool moss with each step or as she did, yes, 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 yes. Focus was next on where you are going and keep chanting the words in the peak state. She said waiting in line to walk wasn't very easy as I was in the last group. I watched a couple of people change their minds and leave. I looked away and went back to chanting, yes, yes, yes. Inching forward and ready for my turn, she said I heard Tony say a few times, fresh coals, because there were 30 lanes going for the 5,000 people to get through and they kept refilling the lanes with fresh coals at regular intervals. I stepped up to the grass patch, looked at one of the crew and we locked eyes She ensured I was in state. I was clapping and saying, yes, yes, yes. I turned to the lead crew member and he nodded and said, go. I faced the red coals and walked. She said, I didn't feel anything, not a thing. 
I looked at the two crew members at the end of the lane. I had tunnel vision and kept walking. Now, listen to this. She said, I remember about halfway through the walk, my conscious mind tried to switch on and say, hey, what are you doing? I felt a slight tingle in my right foot, but then I heard another voice that said, focus. I finished the walk with such force that it took two people to slow me down. They then hosed down my feet in case any coals got stuck in my toes. And then the celebration began. I jumped for joy. I was elated, relieved, in a state of belief and disbelief at the same time, proud and bristling with energy. I came back into conscious thought by looking down the fire lane again to watch my partner who was commencing determinedly. Going back into the Sydney arena along a line of high fives, I had to stop and look at my feet because I was shocked at what I'd just done and that my feet didn't burn. Not a scratch, no burns. My feet were fine. The only way I was able to safely walk over those hot coals is because of the immense energy within me, which protected my feet as I took each step. I just love that story and the experience that she shared. And honestly, it makes me want to firewalk. I don't know if I'll ever have the opportunity, but I am a lot closer to taking that opportunity should it ever be presented to me after reading that story. Because I also want to better harness the power that lies within me. Just on the other side of fear, that place in me that not only can walk on fire, but move mountains. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, What lies before us and what lies behind us is nothing compared to what lies within us. And I love that statement. That's always been one of my favorite quotes because it's so true. We are stronger than we know. We can do more than we know. We are more capable than we know. We are more powerful than we know but we can come to know it because it is in us. We just have to condition ourselves physically and mentally to believe it and to overcome a little thing called fear. And I've come to learn that one of the reasons that there is so much power inside of us is because God is inside of us. As the Savior taught, if ye have faith in me, ye shall have power to do whatsoever thing is expedient in me. And he also said, At that day ye shall know that I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Again, the reason that what lies within us is so powerful is because not only do we have access to our own power, but we have access to God's power, because He is in us and we are in Him. As he said, I am with you. I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Where God is, there is no reason to fear, because there is no obstacle, no danger, no failure that ever need be permanent or impossible to overcome. Our true peak state isn't just about unleashing the power within ourselves, but about unleashing God's power within us as well. That's where miracles happen. Not only can we learn to walk on fire, but with God, we can learn to walk on water. In her article, Shereen asked the question at the end, Having conquered the firewalk 17 years after I chickened out, what would I say to 20-something-year-old me? Her answers, you are forgiven. It's okay. You had another chance. It's never too late to try again. You trusted yourself at a time when you were ready. Lesson learned. Look at what you're capable of. You've done it now. Time to celebrate. She said the firewalk was a lesson about my potential, my capability, and about managing my state. I don't need to be in a peak state every minute of the day. But I can tap into and control my energy rather than being at the mercy of my emotions or thoughts. As Tony said, where focus goes, energy flows. 
Well, thanks for listening today, everyone. A great thought for all of us that are pushing forward to make more out of our life, isn't it? To make something special of our lives, to overcome fear and walk bravely across the fire that is sometimes placed before us. If we chicken out at times, that's okay. Give ourselves grace and be patient with ourselves. It takes time, effort, and conditioning to be ready to pass through some of life's challenges and obstacles. But today you can take another step towards the impossible by reminding yourself that with God, all things are possible and that you are more powerful than you have any idea. And the only thing that will ever stand in your way is you. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs and you're listening to The Daily Drive.